Ladies and gentlemen, we are back doing another welcome to the Jeff Hilliard Show. People out there of the universe, I have with me comedian and actor. I, I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. I know. Loosely yeah. Yeah. actor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'll tell you how I almost got fired a little later. Okay, we gotta. I gotta do. I, she's been on a lot of stuff and done I did a, a lot bunch of things. Of shit. Who gives a shit? Who gives a Jason, fuck? Jason Jason no Rouse is here. Cares. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. audience right. in the back. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, folks. You need a live so, audience. Sold out. Everything's here. turned on. Okay, good. This, We're doing this. This is great. Thank We've you. had a very uh, like our friendship in this city. It's like on the fringe of fringe. Yeah, we are fringe people. You We're know totally Fuck. fringe of the fringe. Keep t- talking yeah, about our keep friendship talking. because oh. I've got to turn oh. off the air conditioner. Let me get my thumb under my ass and move a little closer to the mic. When did uh, we meet? How did we meet? Uh, I, uh, um, Beecher's Madhouse at the b- basement of the Roosevelt. I was with Jay Davis and Jay goes, you see that guy over there? He's an idiot. And I go, <laughs> I need to meet this guy. <laughs> and uh, he lied. You were worse than an idiot. Yeah. You were the best. Yes, yes. You were the best. No, I was uh, it was at Beecher's Madhouse. Um, you know, in the hype of uh of the Roosevelt basement hotel, which was great because it like let's let's but to tell people what is yeah. Beecher's Madhouse. It was a uh, Jeff got, Beecher yeah. used to put on like a variety show, right? But it, it was you know there was midgets. Yeah. So I little was, people. I was sober and you were sober. Yeah. And we're there. Yeah. Not even like phase. This is like what goes on in my head anyway. This is normal. And you guys are like, wow, this is a crazy weekend. There's midgets on, on uh, uh, winches it's like, and porn shooters. It's like the hackiest thing ever. It's like, uh, so one thing I I'm, I'm, will not ever have in a video, I'll discriminate against the little people because it's yeah. terrible. I mean, they're, they're abusing <laughs> these poor people. Oh, that was totally. I was grossed up by it. Is it Canadian with a, a, a right <laughs> social, compass? Social I'm like, what activist. the fuck is that? And not to mention, Oompa Loompa, they yeah. Oompa loompa yeah. them. That's true. I will, I will, someday if I become very wealthy, and I've talked about this before, I will buy a Pope Mobile. I'm going to have a seven foot tall transgender driver Yeah. Uh, that's also a security guard. But yeah, I military before, trained. I'm, I'm screwing this up. That's my security guard. And my driver is a, is a little person that's dressed as an Oompa Loompa. Mm. So that would be the one time. I would never put it in my videos to <laughs> why, why? see them in a disparaging That's, way, but I would have one as my driver in my pimp mobile. Look, if it wasn't for Christmas. Pope-mobile. Pope-mobile. If it wasn't for Christmas, they wouldn't have careers. It's Everyone kinda, needs it's, elves. It's true. And Keebler, but they never went live action with their, it was always the Keebler elves. Midgets aren't elves. Little people. Yeah. I have no, like... I don't have any fucking hangups. So if you want me to call you a fucking unicorn. Yeah, let's do it. That's cool. I don't give a shit. Um, isn't it weird that, I don't know, maybe it's it's very much an American thing. Like, you have a team that you're designated to root for even before you've developed a, an idea of a decision. Um, you know, a lot of people are forced into religious beliefs. In hindsight, they're kind of like, that. I'm not really down... Like with that ideas. Like you're born into something. You're born into something and your your whole outside of your world is pushing you into a position to kind of like, I guess this is what we do. Uh, you know, like I don't, uh, the banners and the, and the team stuff is, is nauseating. I never played sports. No. I was a sport guy. They, did, they had like hockey. You're from Canada. I'm originally. totally, I'm very un-Canadian in that sense, you know. But what part of Canada did you grow up? Uh, Toronto or okay. Well, you knew the movie Slapshot. 
I mean, I know of it, but I couldn't like quote lines from it. <laughs> Keanu Reeves did the f- terrible French Canadian uh, um, accent. Anyway, Pittsburgh of Canada, Steel Town, an hour from Toronto. I kind of do remember this. Yeah, we've we've had some discussions. Yeah, I'm usually slurred with yes. about a half a gram of fucking dog shit hanging out of my nose. <laughs> I haven't seen you in a while. I've killed three people since I've seen you <laughs> just to keep an erection. I mean, I think people will think that this I'm is a all serial killer place. show. The people I have on here, just like I, I'm, I'm a serial killer, and I just have a whole yeah. collection of like it's a it's like a Reddit group of serial killers that have joined forces. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm here. Yeah, I, it's like be <laughs> nice to the guy that's a psycho at work. That's right, because he's he's gonna he's start blasting people. It's go, Peter. <laughs> I love those dick jokes you tell in the morning, and then he passes, uh, rather than blow your head off. Yeah, and you can't get shot, can you? Me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of I think I you would do shot. it if the money was right. Would I get shot? Yeah, like through the shoulder or something like yeah, that. Yeah, for for big money. Like what? Know, Fifty grand? Uh, more than that. It depends on where I'm at in my life. There's been moments You're at, where that now happens. it's not getting better. I don't <laughs> yeah. know if you've heard of the slow downward depends spiral. Depends on who, sh- who sh- that does look pretty grim. Jesus. No, it's fine. Yeah, everything's We're great. Fucked. Everything's We're wonderful, dude. Dystopian you, future is great. I'm, you know, part of the reason I'm here is like you're one of the handful of people I know that haven't started a family and found joy in their life. <laughs> so, so I'm not delusional. So isn't that right, Susan? <laughs> I don't even Stacey. know. Stacy. Stacy. Oh, I know it was an S. I was gonna say slut. But it's not. Hey, hey, hey. No, Le Slut. Yeah, yeah. Le, it's oh, French. Le, yeah, it's French. She I'm Canadian. French. Um, so this is great. So no kids. Why would you have kids? It's the most it's destructive. Gross. Those people that do that Dream are, killers, my friend calls yeah. them. Dream killers. Well, how narcissistic do you have to be to have to like see yourself as a kid? I have different layers of narcissism. Maybe I have a few photos of myself hanging in this room right now. But that's where my narcissism stops. Well, it keeps you character. busy. Yeah. You're busy. Keeps me busy. You're a busy guy. Yeah, very busy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if you had kids, late. you would be fucked. No, I would. I would be terrible. Just think of dad. this: a fucking cunt wife who shits Ooh. with the door open, Jesus. and she doesn't even bend her knees, and Standing. she's like, "Did you take out the garbage?" As you hear it hitting no, the water. No. All right, and then terrible. your two conjoint twin daughter son idiots. <laughs> The juggling brothers, they call them. Yeah, they got to make some money. I guess they're paying some bills around here. They're they're joined at the skulls, yet they they juggle a ball in a circle, one ball. Yeah. So it's not really a juggle. People just freaked out. Like, is that kid gonna eat the orange or keep throwing it up in the air? That's your life. That sounds about right. Not now. Yeah, but I, if I was married and had kids, and then they would look at me with your just kids absolute disappointment. Your kids look They'd like they terrible. would smell like piss. They would all have, the time. Your kids. <laughs> Honestly, I think you got pissed kids. Pee, they peeing on themselves. Oh, like serial killers. Like they don't. They wet the bed. Bo. Yeah, yeah, fires, yeah, 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 yeah. Ab- abusing kid, uh, abusing animals. That's the that's the trifecta. I know of serial killer. torturing animals. I never did that. I that's just tortured terrible. people. Yeah, that's terrible. I used to take dead animals and throw them on my friends on camping trips in their sleeping bags. Jesus. Possum. That's uh, terrible. Sc- yeah, it was bad. Like maggot infested. Wow. I would shovel them up in pizza boxes. And shake them out into their tents. And then you just grab the tent and you yank it from the corner. So now you've got this bag with a dead animal in it. And you're trying to fish your way out through a zipper to get out. That sounds terrible. And then you go, what's on your face? And there's more guts. I have a, uh, I wouldn't kill the animal, but I would dance with it. Because we say at the meetings. 
So let me ask you this. Now, what happened to <laughs> set this up? <laughs> to set up. That you were, t- you were terrorizing campers. Because I... Uh, thought they were mocking you know, homeless people. I think people? because I was probably terrorized a lot as a kid just from the environment that I was growing up in. So I decided to bring it back to the people. Like the hockey movie upset you so bad. There was so much trauma. <laughs> no, no, no. It was like I grew up with a bunch of psychos and crazy people. So like your parents or your friends? Oh, or every your... everybody was nuts. Look, it was, it was this very steel town Armageddon. You knew the movie Blade Runner? Yeah. Think of that with no cast. But everyone fighting, right? It was like, yeah, very physical place. Yeah, like it's steel all town. About, a lot of mullets. A lot of mullets. Yeah. Well, we didn't call it. It was like hockey that was hair. that guy plays hockey. Yeah, yeah. That's how you establish wow. yourself. But we, we were, uh, you know, we mocked those people. It was Metallica for us, you know. Mm-hmm. When, you know, I didn't have any older brothers. The stuff that I was kind of picking up, in influencing my life as far as like, I didn't have any role models or superheroes. It was things in music or in film that I really gravitated towards. So um, hockey was never, I never idolized sports figures. I enjoyed playing yeah. baseball. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like cold temperatures and the idea of getting up at 6 a.m. to go with your fucking family mm-hmm. to a hockey arena and do stupid. Every, I never saw anybody really happy. It yeah. was that Wayne Gretzky thing, right? Once he'd become such a, a, a Michael Jordan to your uh, sporting events, um, it became like this is our son's way out of a small town. You know, that Luke Skywalker it. shit. Yeah. So there was a lot of that. Yeah. Who's that, uh, that fat dopey girl that was on a reality show uh that south park made fun of her she was a pageant girl oh i know honey honey or something like honey boo boo honey boo boo yeah yeah that kind of shit like they they would just put all this thing on you and then the kid would blow out his knee get hooked on pills and he his family was like looking at him like uh al bundy you know failed athlete oh my son he could have but he fucking he went out drinking with his buddies and was living his life and injured his achilles and now he's um, he's a nuisance to us. We had everything on this kid. Security guard now. Security guard at the local school. Yeah. And there's some questionable. Oh, questionable, of course, because Alcoholic. he's so angry. Yeah, pills. He's beaten off in the basement like Freddy Krueger. Because Freddy Krueger jack it? off. That's how. That's <laughs> that's yeah. how he lost his fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jacking off. Cut cut him right off. Is that your biggest? Who who are your Mount Rushmore, uh, film serial killers? And I'm not talking anything based on... You know, I was... The there's very a lot of good first, ones out now. Yeah, I'm not the biggest... Like, I wouldn't actively go out and see a horror film. But if it's like a brilliant horror film, you know that it's... When it's brilliant, Like a Serbian film? Yeah, like, I wouldn't even know. <laughs> the musical? Yeah, the, the Have Serbian. Have you seen the Serbian film? No. No. I don't, I don't know. I'm clueless to a lot of like... You're a film. I know, but if it's really crazy... I, I don't know. There's, I'm into dark comedy. Okay. So my very first film I saw... A horror film. I was a like a four year old at like a church lock in, and they showed us. Yeah, I went with a friend to a church lock in. We had to stay the night in this cold, like Methodist church or something. And they showed us Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the a original. Church? Come on, yeah. at four years old at yeah, a yeah. church function? Yeah, yeah. I was this a Church of Satan? <laughs> well, they weren't that cool. They weren't that. They weren't that obvious. They were like, are you, we're the Methodist Church. Are you East Coast or West Coast? Midwest. Midwest, so yeah, that's really bad, town. God. Yeah, really small, really town bad, God's there. Yeah, so that was my so that Texas Chainsaw Massacre that that was kind of would be like the top ones I think just because I was so young. 
arguably one of the yeah. greatest horror films one ever. of them yeah and then i'd say like the exorcist that was not really stir- that was a, i'd say another one of the greatest horror films sure and then maybe the shining that's the thing the exorcist stands up today yeah it's hard terrifying. It's terrifying. Terrifying. Oh, God. I, yeah. The stairs. Yeah. First of all, banging you. I was like pre-pubescent. Mm-hmm. So I was still adjusting to my sexuality. And to see a girl fuck herself with a cross. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> this is going to be a great year. Once I learn how to get my dick to work. These girls are crazy. Yeah. There's some are crazy. There. Didn't she bang herself like a stabbing wet noise yeah. to a, a cross in her yeah, pussy? Yeah. And then like the, the head circle. Yeah. Around. The head circle. That's, it's been emulated and copied yeah. in every, even in comedy. How yeah, many yeah. comedy sketches you've seen with the pea soup head spinning Not enough. around? Not enough. Not enough. <laughs> oh, and to get a, a bulimic prostitute to do that before you come is difficult, <laughs> especially with a mask on nowadays. How are you? I'm good, man. Because are you? Really do you have a little bit of? I wouldn't say you're uptight, but you have some quirks. Did uh, you get yeah. Howie Mandel thing? Did like I get his thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Are you hosting a <laughs> shitty talk show? No. No. Like, uh, did you have a period there where I was like, some of your isms were aggravated, like hand washing, oh, a little more uh, than normal. I know you're I not have, a total no, I do nut. Have, I have, I do have a disorder where when someone eats with their mouth open, uh-huh. it's a, it's called, it's a thing. And what, what happened? Mythol. I can't. It starts with an M, and uh, it enrages me, and I will mimic the person back to themselves, which is basically my. I'm entire, an asshole too. No, no, <laughs> but, but this is my entire creative world. Mm. So all my characters and stuff are either responses. Yeah, or to things that put you by, off. Yeah, I will, I will mimic it back to it. Yeah. So that's part of my... It's punk my, rock. It's my skill. You're punk rock. I'm just... Uh, it's like there's a line it. you've put in front of me and I'm going to piss on it as yeah. hard as I can to push it back to you. Because <laughs> I find you talk Setting boundaries. with your mouth open. Yeah. Yeah. I do it scatologically. What's that mean? Like I talk literally. I'll devaluate the conversation so much mm-hmm. that if somebody's has the same effect on me as somebody like talking or eating with their mouth open to you, it's it's aggravating. It's rude. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. That's a that that can fucking that and people are rude to people in the service industry staff. That that's a that's a you you're off. fired. Yeah, that's awful. You're fired, cunts. But you grew up. You've been living like you live right next to Fuckville. I know. Right like middle. right up the hill. I'm just south of. Like, yeah. I'm south of uh, Satan's. Uh, Amaphrodite situation, mm-hmm. and then just a little bit north of his asshole. This I'm hill, right there. this yeah. hill, the base of this hill where you are from Hollywood Boulevard, mm-hmm. is enough Sunset. resistance to keep some of the idiots out of here. They know if they yeah. walk down the hill, they got to go right down. To, is it Compton? No, it's uh, it's a homosexual paradise. It is oh, West Hollywood. West Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Santa Monica Boulevard. I'm talking about transient shitbags that kind of break into your cars and stuff. Is the police car still a thing? Yeah, I still have a cop car. Black on black cop car. <laughs> it's not as easy to... It used to be such a great it. vehicle. Now it's a little bit more dodgy. <laughs> it sat in on the property at the improv there for a while. People kept coming in. They go, do you know there's a police car up against the doors? <laughs> like we, like it was a whoops-a-daisy. And yeah. uh, Jason's doing a show. Everyone followed it up with Jason has a show tonight. You almost had the cops called on you with you and your yeah. buddy because your makeup was too good. Yeah, oh yeah, we should we with should talk about machine. that. Yeah, we yeah, should talk yeah. about. It. We did a. I'm all over the place, by the way. There's not too many people I enjoy <laughs> the company of, even though I'm completely 
verbally diarrhea and all over this, this conversation. Is this but is I need perfect. to unload, man. You, you get, get it. Definitely. Get it. Get in there. I, can, I feel like a dick, though. I'm normally not this extroverted. You're and uh, because there's so many fucking shit knuckles. And now a lot of my friends are gone. Like, yeah, literally, I'm moving to Texas. Like, That's maybe it, by a Monday. Are you going to move to Austin? I'm moving to Austin. Never, never even been to the state of Texas. Is like every comedian going there now? Every comedian, look. Once this, the collapse that we had mm-hmm. over a half a year ago. What are we in month nine? Yeah, this stillborn like that. baby that's yeah. crowning blue marmalade and chutney <laughs> all around its eye. It's pretty brutal. It's gross. Yeah, it's rude. It's like six truckers eating with their mouths open. Yeah, while while they're urinating. On you. Is it gross for you to see people with food in their mouth? Because I don't like it uh, either. It's just the sound. It's just that, like that. Yeah. that. But I've done a lot of work, so it doesn't set me off. But that used to be a thing when I was younger. I was. You've I was done a lot of work. You've had a lot that. of one-on-ones yeah, yeah. with people. I was doing, uh, I was funny because I would go to the gym and I would, uh, when I was a heavy drinker, I would go to like the sauna. I know, I missed the it. Room. We'd both be yeah, dead. If exactly. I came to LA, like maybe... A year before the collapse yeah. at year end, we'd be fucked. Yeah. It'd be bad. Yeah. It'd be hilarious. Yeah, it'd be dark and dangerous. It would be hilarious. Wild, fun. But so I would go in like the steam room or the sauna, and then I would kind of sweat the thing out. So then what I would do, Great. Uh, I, would, I got into meditating when I got sober, because I have all, all sorts of yeah, nonsense. Yeah, some peace of mind. Yeah. So I'd sit in the steam room like a weirdo just doing that, and they got, this guy comes in there, and he's eating an apple with his mouth open. Mm. Like first of all, who's eating in a steam yeah, room? Yeah, it's a nutsack like, factory. Like, <laughs> how does that even yeah. even a possibility? Like, you're gonna order a pizza and just you should have came back with an ice cream cone. And you're going, you know what? I didn't know there was more of us. Just my ice cream yeah. melting down your hand in the sauna. <sighs> so he was in there like ah, and just and then it was like in this moment. I'm sorry, the steam room. Steam he was yeah, yeah. Just so. chomping on a fucking apple, which is like the funniest with the mouth open. And it was kind of a, one of those moments where it was like so ridiculous. It was kind of funny. It was like the universe goes, I'm going to yeah. help you get over this problem. Is this a Mel Brooks movie I'm in? Probably, yeah. You know, that's, <laughs> it's kind of like, um, am I the only one that notices this is fucking <laughs> the stupidest shit? Yeah. No one eats yeah. in a restroom. <laughs> it's a restroom. Yeah. There's nutsacks. The locker room. Yeah. All they over the fucking yes. cedar benches, pink eye yeah. out the fucking window. And you're eating an apple. And but that's a guy who's trying to get yeah. in, engage somebody like you going, hey, man, like, could you not eat in here? And he's like, why? What do you think? What are you, a fucking you know, Hitler? I, yeah. What I did was I thanked him. Because I, I, was out, sitting there medita- I was sitting there meditating, doing the thing. And I just Challenge la- accepted. Yeah, I, was, I started laughing to myself like <laughs> this is, it's like the universe goes, oh, this is your sensitivity. How about this, asshole? Yeah. And so I just, I kind of breathed through it. Mm-hmm. And then I just started laughing. And the guy was like, what? and I talked it out. <laughs> That like I have this sensitivity to somebody. He's, this guy was. Oh, you had a dialogue with yeah, him yeah. about this. Yeah, yeah. Go, right. I was gonna stab you with yeah. a pen in the neck. It's just kind of it's amazing. Like uh, here comes a guy eating an apple in a fucking steam room. It's the universe dancing on your yeah. nose, buddy, with sh- shit covered grasshopper feet. That's what it does. And you're like, but yeah. you know what? It could be because you get these kind of challenges and things and and you can make look you've been in relationships with people who are not willing to take the meditative perspective mm-hmm. on the mouth chewing thing yeah. and they decide to make that your life miserable because of that cuz something hammering. that's alienated yeah, them yeah. and now you're stuck 
and they're fucking snake eating its tail. And you're like, I care about you, but you're cannibalistic on yourself and it's hurting me. You got you got to remove you have to move your buttons so they can't push it. Yeah. Some, I think some It's a weird thing, right? Yeah, some self-help coach probably said that. I spent a lot of time in therapy as a young man, but uh up until you know teenager, I think I stopped. And I mean stopped by like um I wasn't really getting anything from it. I've it's like a lot of you know, prescriptions and things like that. Sometimes it's like you're sustaining a their cause, you know, by being in a, a dependent thing with a doctor, with, yeah. whether it be pills or conversations. They have to get paid, yeah, and they need paid. to keep them. It's a good racket. Them getting you well is not helping their business. No, they're just listening to you. Hmm. First, you just gotta do. Plus, it I don't want to reveal. I don't trust anybody enough that that code that they have. Uh, where they're not supposed to say anything. I know nurses. I date them. They talk about everything. They're fucking liars. <laughs> Everyone's a fucking liar. The certificate, I swear, the uh, hypocritical oath. Yeah. The doctor's oath. Yeah, HIPAA? Yeah, something, something like, like that. that yeah. yeah. And I don't, like psychologists, they must just come home and sit at the table and go, holy fuck, we're okay. <laughs> they're on the this fa- Hillary they're, they're guy. opening up the Facebook, Woo! showing the f- photos. This is what's going on in this person's world. Well, I, I think that they'd have to be careful they don't get sued. So I'm sure other than that, all yeah. fair game. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say something, and I lost my train I of thought. I apologize. I'm very excited to be oh, here. Oh, you know what? The, a lot of people, you don't need to go to a therapist because most the world of comedy are just like mentally ill people doing their therapy session totally. in front of the audience. And that's why I'm a little yeah, uh, and then you reverse zigzaggy. It. You're, getting, you're getting paid now mm-hmm. to do the talking yeah. at instead of like being paid to have someone listen to you. You're like being a friend with yourself and shaking yourself's hand. Yeah. You've, like this is, we have an agreement that you're not going to shoot up a school. You're going to yeah. do jokes and you're going to be, you're going to shake hands with yourself. Now, how did you get into <laughs> doing stand-up? I got tired of washing dishes. Oh wow, that was a, uh, that was a that <laughs> take me to the washing dishes job. I had a couple of those. Uh yeah, you know what? And honestly, I enjoyed it, that solitary kind of work, the monotony yeah. and being alone. Yeah, uh, and it just keeps coming. Yeah, I didn't mind. I didn't mind that. I, I had music. Yeah, a place to take my mind creatively and to do some mechanical stuff. It, long story short, is you know, uh, I got to a point in my life where. Uh, I was being, you know, I was in school and people were leaving school and doing traditional things. And um, I was kind of the, under the impression that after school, I would get a job in a local steel factory. And I heard that, you know, just to push a broom in the factory, you get like 30 bucks an hour. That's a great get- union that, job. That, that's where if I could that's start there, because my yeah. whole family worked in various parts, facets of the steel industry. What did you, okay, so what did your dad do? My dad does nothing now. He's dead. That's good. Tell me about what, it. What did he do when you <laughs> uh, were a kid? Heavy equipment operator, diesel mechanic, oh, nice. you know. A uh, blue collar, real man. All blue collar. Like I, I literally didn't tell my family I was doing anything related to show business for almost two years, until I started to get a little TV thing. Yeah. Like I, I had a couple, um, won a contest or two in comedy, and I'd uh, wanted to make sure that they were not going to sabotage my vision before I had a chance to kind of manifest it. What did you think they were going to do? 
Well, it's, first of all, where's the money? Oh, they're going to want money. Well, not, you're making money. No, no, no. That's happened. I've had family members I haven't talked to in years ask me for money and That's stuff. Great. Oddly enough, my uh, half-sister was found dead a couple weeks ago. Jesus. And she'd have asked for money, too. I'm like... I'm fucking like, you have no idea. Like, it's like, I just because you're on TV or, you know, even if the numbers are good, yeah. you never see that piss. No. <laughs> it's it's like being a fancy uh, yeah. homeless person. But no, I didn't, you know, we, we would have gotten out of this uh, decades ago, literally. I'm coming up on uh, 24, 25 years in June of next year. I've been doing stand-up. 25 I, years. I haven't had a, you know, a boss in over two decades. So uh, that was enough for me to make it, yeah. you know, 25 countries now I've been to. Wow. wow. You know, I've been to Africa like four or five times now to do shows. We're in Africa. In Slovenia. What goes on in Africa? It's cool. One of my favorite places. And I only brought that up because uh, I haven't been in about eight years. And uh, I really loved, like, I went to, the first time I went to Durban, and uh, then I went to Cape Town and Johannesburg. And then, um, but those are the only, South Africa. Mm. Now they had these, uh, you know, because there's no middle class. It's either you're fucking dirt yeah. or you're living in a palace with razor wire and electrical fences. And it's crazy. Like That will be the U.S. in about two years. I know. That's what I'm seeing, you know, yeah. is this, this kind of uh, uh, beyond Thunderdome Tina Turner shit, right? Yeah. You're starting Mad to Max. see a little, the walls are getting a little yeah. higher, you know. Uh, and when I went, you know, being as a Canadian, Michael Moore did all that bullshit with our doors being open and stuff. And that was just like rural parts of Canada. The odds are your doors going to be open. So going to a place that had se severe security checks, I had a friend of a comic brought me over to a guy's house that had a home invasion oh, that God. year. And the guy had a gun to his head he was going to blow his head off and the guy was telling him like i've got kids first of all he goes when nelson mandela got out of prison he did his first interview from this guy's house oh, shit. and now he's being he's pleading for his life from this gangster who's gonna blow he's he said he's doing this with the hands oh my he's God. turning yeah he's getting ready to fucking clean out his windows and he's like, I got a, I just had a baby with my girlfriend, my father. Like you can see, he's there with Nelson Mandela. I'm not, I'm not that guy. Yeah, I have things, but please, you take whatever you want. Just don't kill me. Wow. And uh, what a nightmare. anyway, that's a terrible day at the office. But no, I've never been killed. That's good. Yeah, that's, I feel that's good. good. You haven't been killed. I feel <laughs> good. Really I've good. never been killed. They've tried. So, out of what are your like favorite places to go do stand up? Denmark, man. Denmark's the place. I always say Copenhagen, like Cape. Look, Iceland. Doing a show in in Reykjavik, like you've seen Prometheus. Yeah. Okay. Well, a lot of it was shot there. Anyway, it's gorgeous. It's like the 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 Blue Lagoon. The grass is so green; it looks like it's glowing. There's like volcanic rock. It's so black, and then you get like these geysers, and there's like. It's just very cool. It's probably like the people's dispositions were closest to Canadians that I've ever run into, and uh, but way better looking. Uh, but yes, look at Iceland. I see, yeah, Reykjavik, Cape Town, and um, uh, Copenhagen. Uh, I Russia, I enjoyed, but I bombed so bad on TV, it was brutal, man. I tanked. 
I tank so bad on, on Russian, Russian television. Russian television. Isn't I just want to get on Russian television. What I get mean? all these odd places like to to perform. I did a fucking funeral. I performed at a wake <laughs> last year in Copenhagen <laughs> for real. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, his, oh hit the God. guy. I performed at a guy's funeral. Really? Yeah, in uh, Aarhus in in Copenhagen or in Denmark. Like how does how does that gig go down? First of all. <laughs> Okay. Well, first of all, I get a message through uh, my my fan page on Facebook, which I don't really check the mail too much. Okay. And somebody had mentioned, like, what do you charge? For? Or first of all, he goes, I see you're in Denmark around this time. I have a, a private. Are you available for private events? And I'm like, I get one corporate gig every nine years. Somebody will be foolish enough to pay me. <laughs> some money to fuck up their whole business and go, I don't know why you said all that. I didn't hear about that in the interview. You know, but I always show, send them video and stuff. I don't want anybody all fucked up. And he's, he's explaining to me like, what would it charge? I see you have some days off. He made it really accessible. He's smart. He said, look, I can see that you're here, here and here, and you've got three days off. Would you like to come and do a private event? So I quoted him and then he pays me in full. So now I call him. I want to see this fucking guy's face. I'm like, hey, <laughs> seriously, like, first of all, I go, is the body going to be there? Right. And he's like, oh, no, no, the body won't be there. Uh, and I'm like, well, well, what's this situation? I don't want people crying because I'm making fun of a dead guy. You know what I mean? Like, it, and so he explained to me that uh, his friends had put some money together in honor of his, his, his life. He was a big fan of mine. And that um, he also um, uh, partied too hard and died. <laughs> <laughs> Which we found out later in my opening act. I hit him. I'm like, look around. I go, these guys are all fucking piss tanks and drug addicts. Yeah. That's why oh I'm God. here. So anyway, they rented so a how hall. How many people are at this event? Over 100. <laughs> over 100 people. There was kids there. I go, dude, like the kids. Uh. He goes, it's Denmark. Like they, they have a, they're loose. They're loose. they're loose, but they're not dumb. It's not like they're putting their, their, uh, there's progressive in comparison, to North American ideas and, and attitudes towards, they look at it as Shakespeare. It's like a theater. Oh, excuse me. The actor was very filthy and they, they leave it there. They get opposed it. to yeah. going, the comedian at the bar was saying fish fuck. Yeah. We got, it's really evolved into an awful Yeah. They don't, here. they don't fall for it. And, and if there's anything that's, uh, offensive to like other Scandinavian countries, they love the fact that Sweden doesn't like yeah, yeah. certain things that I do, and vice versa. But because um, you do, you do provocative material. I try. Yeah, you just you're not <laughs> fucking around. <laughs> I'm not fucking around. No, it's coming full like guns blazing. Yeah, what well, was coming up in? But you know, the world's changed though a lot since when you've started doing stand up. Now it's I this, played the long game, Jeff. Yeah, this social justice warrior stuff. Yeah. They must they must love you. You must get a lot of crazy Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. That's great. Isn't it weird? Because <laughs> they amazing. know authentically I don't fucking care. That's pro that's what it's about. They know that I'm not I don't dabble in fuck town. Yeah. Like you're not trying to pretend to be like No, I'm uh, not I'm not I'm not you're I'm, not running for Congress. I'm not, not. I'm not running for anything. I'm there to set everything on fire and leave. Yeah, that's my job. They get it. That's great. and I do it in a controlled environment, which is safe place, comedy stage yeah. with a microphone and a mic and a light. Yeah, and I can do whatever I want, and you can take it or leave it. 
you know. But honestly, uh, maybe a death threat every three years, and maybe two, maybe two direct messages a year, angry emails, and they're so silly. Like I tweet, I screenshot them and repost them. I don't know if you've seen well, some of this. Probably, yeah, they're probably. I remember one time you did. There was something that happened at a club. In uh, I think it was, was it years ago. It was like five years in ago, uh, so in Whitehorse ago, in yeah. Alaska. I'm banned from Whitehorse. You know, I'm banned from these fucking, you know, footloose towns. Oh, that's you know, I come in like bacon, Kevin Bacon. I try to teach people how to dance, and they're not they're having, having it. it. No. They're not having it. I'm a dancer. God, what a ridiculous movie that was. Yeah, like circle everyone gets around. Yeah, totally. Watching, but Kevin that was Bacon. like, wow. Was that one of those John Hughes movies? I don't know. It wasn't John supposed Hughes. to be a comedy. Footloose was not supposed to be a comedy. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you've got a, a skewed idea on art in general. I've seen some of your work. Yeah. I've been around it. Yeah. I'm a fan. Thank you. You know, like back to uh, us meeting at Beecher's and stuff. And, uh, you know, Jay's like, oh, that's uh, Jeff. Oh, you guys got to meet. Like he was very, <laughs> oh, like he never sees like two uh, birds like that. Two rare parrots yeah. come in on some guy's shoulders. And uh, it was like, yeah, I know, this is fucked. Yeah, we're both kind of fucked here. What are we going to do? Let's we're do pre canceled. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were way ahead of the canceling thing. Yeah, so we were pre canceled. I saw some of your stuff. I knew you were, you know, you'd been and in around the comedy community, especially in this city. Yeah. People, you know, the fact that Eddie at the improv, like, immediately recognized you from way back when. Yeah. And things like that. So. I was like, okay, I don't like some people just can't do the stand up hangout and yeah. and work with comics. They're, yeah, yeah. they're doing growling shit or some bullshit sketch thing that's yeah, yeah. terrible and they're all codependent idiots. So I was like, you know, uh, you guys showed up with a fax machine and a grocery cart. <laughs> like people were upset okay, in the line. Yeah, so this is, yeah, okay, I should yeah, say, yeah. so. I had done the uh, the Good Life music video was out in the world. And, yeah, um, that year. Yeah, it and, just came out. I think. Yeah, and earlier. Uh, Jay Davis really liked it, and um, uh, I loved it. A lot of people. It was a good popular music. Very. Video. I I showed that to so many people. It's you great. know, I showed it to a lot of people. It was so polished. Song was good, and uh, the uh, the um, crazy reality of it you know that's a that's a real la story yeah, in LA there story. right that's an la story you always end up blowing somebody in a limo with somebody from uh marilyn manson in the band yeah jordy jordy Twiggy. was in there and it was you no know why it was great to see him in in his a different the stylist for that video was on, like everybody that was he did that we all it's oh you did your own characters up. yeah yeah oh yeah. yeah yeah this wasn't this is ultra his low makeup budget. was re very different from his on stage yeah, stuff of course. it was like a weird clowny thing yeah well, we did the song together yes and uh so and his wife at the time his girlfriend now I don't, they're not married anymore his they're not you were at no. the wedding i remember that i was a groomsman yeah and you said marilyn's always mean to you <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's funny. He he does like he acts like you're his best friend. I got some. I I had some. He's amazing, a bit of a comedian himself, yeah, from what I can see. Yeah, I had a really funny. He would call me and prank me, and he'd have people pranking me. It was really funny. Yeah. And I I save some I, of those. No, I've accidentally deleted it. It yeah. was fucking brilliant. It was equally terrifying as it was funny, as it was ridiculous, as it was like 
Thank you. And I don't know yeah. how it somehow got deleted off my phone, but it was yeah, it was fucking hilarious. I I see the look on your face of like, come on, guys, enough. <laughs> I see you being that guy. Like they're, they're, I could see you, but getting a kick out of it because you can take it. No, of course I don't take myself seriously. Well, I kind of saw them as almost like a satirical band. It's not. He's dead serious. Uh, he's a character, but um, yeah, it was. Uh, that was what happened. A funny they show married. up and they show up. What ninety. Three in LA. When did Marilyn? I was I didn't come like, out here till I eight, but they were probably here. I actually met Marilyn Manson at and when I first moved here, like the first couple of weeks at a bar. I used to get, I used to live in this really shitty part of Hollywood when I first moved called here. Called Hollywood on yeah on Yucca, which <laughs> was like ninety eight was like ooh, really sketchy. And there's ooh, that bar right there, dangerous. That, yeah, it became loaded. Yeah, and it was uh, Reds or uh, no, 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 no. It was it, oh you know, the place by the powerhouse. Nope, it's on Yucca. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm. It's like that's that yeah. corner, and then uh, Ricky Rackman used to have a night there, and I remember I was, and the guy would let me in for free, and they would give me like a free drink because I would live in the neighborhood. That was like Times Square in the '70s, that area that yeah, you were living pretty, in. It, it was, was fucked sketched. up. <laughs> it was fucked. It was scary. all hookers and drug dealers. Yeah, on nonstop. It was dangerous, and uh, and so I remember I'd go in there, and it was fucking amazing because there'd be like two transvestites like to the max like sitting there i mean i never you never seen that level of like over the top detail you know yeah i never seen that in person i mean sexy in movies and stuff it was actually kind of like it was almost <laughs> like it was like Marilyn man it was frightening i mean this wasn't yeah there's a lot of polish on that yeah it was it was too sophisticated so then uh ricky rackman was doing a night there and so it was like like a band night or DJ no night? he was like a host so okay. like a nightclub thing so you had all these like Older rocker. So uh, I'm sitting at the bar, and then Marilyn Manson comes in with Jordy and uh, the singer from the band Live, Ew. which was kind of strange. I heard that guy's a cunt. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I didn't. I just thought it was really funny. So he sits down next to me, and I used to call these like Hollywood moments. So at the time, I first got out here. I was trying to figure out how to make it to out to Los Angeles. So <laughs> I became as I, I as a I was drunk at a bar one night and I told my friend, I go, dude, I'm going to become a personal trainer and I'm going to move to Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. And I did it. I, I never exercised a day in your life. <laughs> well, I was, I, I was, I was, I was my way to continue my drinking is if I kind of would stay exercising back and forth, I yeah. could keep, and if I was homeless, I'd have a place to take a shower. That yeah. was my thought process. So I get it, end up getting a job at the sports club LA. So I'm working at the nicest health club in the world type of thing. So Marilyn Manson sitting next to me and I'm like, I got to do, I got to make this a Hollywood moment so I can tell my friends back home. So I pull out my business card <laughs> and this is after they had done portrait. Uh, they had done uh, antichrist superstar. Oh, okay. 90. This was 98 was where it was. So they would have, what were they? They have done. I don't think they'd, cause my friend was in the dope music. Video. I think it came 96 was antichrist. Know. So it would have probably been after they did that tour and they were like... That uh, was big. Yeah. I huge. saw that tour. That that was impressive. And like crazy. I was like, wow. They put a lot of stained glass. Like they had a full fucking church. Yeah. But then I saw them two years ago and it was stripped down, black and white rock and roll band and it yeah. fucking rocked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, sorry. I'm, so I'm like... I got to make this a moment. So I take out my Sports Cabela business card as a personal trainer and I put it in front of him. And I said, I, I said, I think I can really help enhance your, your stage performance. And he just looked at it. He just started laughing. And yeah. he's like, he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to call you and prank you. Okay. So that's so, how it started. 
But yeah, but I don't think he probably remembered. I was the same guy that years later ended up doing a song with Jordy that he ended up. But mm -hmm. so it's funny because he did end up prank phone calling me like 18 years later. Yeah. I don't even think he put it was put together, but uh, I thought that was fucking hilarious. It's that weird. It really actually happened that I would get these prank phone calls from Marilyn Manson. It's all right. It was That's good. Hollywood. It's a, it's a Being story. introduced to Tori Spelling face to face. By her husband. I've met her several times. Yeah. Dude, I got a crazy fucking story about this. 90210? Okay, so I used to be, when I first moved here, I met a bunch of guys who, like, uh, ran nightclubs and stuff, and they would take me every night. So I'd meet all these different characters. Mm. Is that how you met Jay when he was doing the Roxy? Yeah, yeah. I met him at the, night? I met him at the, sun, at the, Roxbury or, no, he was at the, he worked at the, uh, whiskey on the Mondrian. Yeah, yeah, he worked at the Whiskey, but yeah. he also worked at the Mondrian, the Sky Bar. Which at the time was like the most difficult, yes. most place to be. I came in 2001 on the roof, looking around, going, I'm so in over my head. These yeah. people suck. Yeah, it's intense. <laughs> <laughs> they sucked. <laughs> I would show up there on Did my little scooter. Did they do scooter. cocaine there? A lot of cocaine. I showed up there on my scooter, <laughs> and I had like this shitty, this cheapest helmet you could have. I remember like, so, like what kind of hog you driving? I'm like, a Yamaha <laughs> 25 scooter. She's like, you're fucking hilarious. Like... So I show up there. There'd be like a line of all these dudes in suits and cars yeah. and stuff. And then the guy, Mark, would let me up. ride it. Yeah, yeah. I would go right in. Like, who the fuck is it? I got nothing going yeah. on in my life. Uh, Girl's bicycle. Oh, oh, the Tori Spelling. This is funny, dude. So t I met Tori Spelling several times. I didn't really know her, but I, whatever. I, you, you, you know how you meet people? I meet like a lot of acquaintances. I don't know if they remember me or not. And I'm a forgettable person. And, um. So my father had died and I was coming back from the funeral. I had this motorcycle and I had a all I had like three coats on. I had like a duffel bag. I had all of this stuff on a motorcycle. So I look like you know you see someone's car that's just loaded with shit and you're like, what is going on? This yeah. person's I look like that on a motorcycle. And it's like Bags 80 of crap degrees. Hanging yeah. off on. It's like 80 degrees out. And I'm sitting there. You're, on you're, you, every time you show up is kind of fucked up anyway. <laughs> you kind of like, the, what's all that racket? It's like chitty, chitty, bang, bang. What's all that smoke? Oh, Hilliard over here. He's, he's got his tickle trunk yeah. open like some deranged. Oh, my God, dude. So I'm on my motorcycle. <laughs> and in between like the two cars like you do in traffic. And this was on uh, Little Santa Monica, kind of by the Friars Club. <laughs> And she's t and the there was a person crossing the street and she was taking off and she made eye contact with me, so she's looking at me and she ends up hitting the person walking across the street. Ooh, and I witnessed the whole fucking. thing. You were like a girl with big tits at a crosswalk. Yeah, I you was. Were a, 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 a I was a distraction, and this person got hit. Yeah, and I had like laughing. I <laughs> you had laughing hard. <laughs> it's terrible, and I had and there was like all these people there that witnessed the accident, and then like I was so embarrassed about just in the state i just was like later and i just i just left yeah but this then i just you're no help to any <laughs> no, emergency situation you fall over the corpse this is terrible like this person wasn't dead i saw the person was fine and then there was other people that got their car and i'm like i don't want to have a weird awkward like hey i know you i didn't want to have this weird bonding moment on like i just came from my dad's funeral i'm like yeah it's weird i'm a mess i'm it's like weird i don't want to cry in front of <laughs> yeah so i like uh I take off, and then years later, I was just flipping the channels, and I saw like that she'd settled a settlement, and I'm and I'm like I'm like fuck, dude. I think I kind of I kind of felt like I caused it almost just because I looks like a circus clown. Yeah, and she's probably like, is that the dude that I don't even know? Yeah, you were probably the but guy. That girl got the lady got a lot of money. 
So maybe because I, it was of you, a, I, I, the person that got ran, she ran into. No, I know you fucked. I maybe I helped this person out. Maybe this person. So you fucked over Tori Spelling. No, I didn't fuck her over. Not directly, yeah. but she had to pay out because she was looking at probably Pee Wee Herman yeah. here taking a turn on a bicycle. No, just standing there on my motorcycle uh. with like fifty bags on myself yeah. and like three jackets. Yeah, and I guess if you're in Los Angeles, you shouldn't. I don't. You like you know you don't even blink anymore. You can tell the tourists from people that are in the neighborhood regularly. Yeah. There's always people shitting on the sidewalk or it's just a, it's crazy you know. now it is even but that was like a you brought up Tory Spelling that was like one of those really I saw I saw Paris Hilton the day that she released her adult video yeah. on Sunset I was sitting there in the, in the in a car and I looked over and she, and I'd met her several times but I don't know her know her but I the just kind of smile I just kind of smile yeah. yeah I just kind of smile and wave because like Nice video. I don't know what to, that's awesome. Yeah. Good she for you. She just was like Why is she, your father crying? What happened? Yeah. But good for her. She made it. Yeah, you were you came you moved here in 98? 98. So I definitely got to meet a lot of people in the nightclub world as you would out in out in the world. I caught the tail end of cuz I came here in 2001, met Jay at Dublin's. Yeah, that's he was a hit. And I was like fucking Hollywood. I've got an immigration lawyer, started putting all that yeah. fact. I'm like, "You know what?" I'm going to, you know, I'm coming back. I'm coming back for this. Yeah. This is going to be awesome. You're going to make it happen. Dublin's, all the clubs. Sunset Strip was packed. Yeah. Every Friday and Saturday. Yeah. The, the Velvet Rope, uh, Sky Bar, all the things, paparazzi. I remember I saw Lou Diamond Phillips come in the improv. That was a big thing for me at that time. And, yeah, then I come back 2007. It was fucking over. That's when it was. And the comedy store was dead. I figured, like, I showed up at the party a year too late. Yeah. Well, the reality television, that's about when I stopped doing stand-up was 2008. I just said, I just focused yeah. on doing the crazy stuff. It was done. This town was, was had no... The internet hadn't ta- hadn't become the yeah. thing that it was that's really... And then the podcasting world yeah. kind of made... MySpace was just a, yeah. just <laughs> a little of, bit of it. Facebook was still, yeah. like, on the rise. It was weird. Um, Everything really changed. Oh, we never talked. Okay, so we I'm met pregnant. each other. That's good. You can be today. And then we I, we set up a show at the Improv. Yes. And, yes. And yeah, uh, we collaborate, and and uh, I pick all the rejects and yeah. people I thought were funny, and decided because there was the nerd thing was in full swing, and I wanted to do something the counterculture thing to that of some real, uh, we'll call them interesting, funny people, and. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to have a, a, a kind of almost Kaufman approach to it where there was going to be music and comedy and stand-up and people didn't know it was fact and fiction. Yeah. You know, you literally started your show in the audience. Like, yeah, pe- the I think the staff were asking me, like, do we need to throw this guy out? And I'm like, no, he's on next. <laughs> he's on next uh, multiple times. Yes. You almost, yeah. people were going to, they had to stop people from calling the police because you were hanging around, well, with a fax machine. Well, <laughs> you had a fucking fax machine <laughs> in a grocery cart. So I come as a good life character, which is a homeless lunatic. And I have a friend that's with me that's also dressed as a full homeless person. And as we're there a couple hours before <laughs> the show starts, like on the street, just going, causing. It was mayhem. packed. It was sold out. Yeah, it was a sold, it was out, sold out show. show at the improv. They were shocked. Like. Yeah. And it, this was, I never had done the live performance as a character doing one of my songs. And so it was kind of, I, I think I rehearsed like twice. And then, 
uh, it was pretty crazy. We I had so you had the the guy doing the magic trick. Magic tricks. You had a bunch of comedians, and yeah. you had a guy doing magic. Oh, kids tricks. magic. Yeah. Uh, a wacko. Wacko told, is a children's entertainer. Yeah, and I told. There's kids magic, <laughs> and then us. <laughs> and then I told my other my friend, who's awesome, that was doing the, as a homeless guy, to go in there, and start heckling him. Your guy, you hit your buddy. Looked disgusting. Yeah, he, looked he looked terrible. way worse than you. He was Did crazy. he have makeup on? Yeah, yeah. He was. He's like a real theater actor. He's like a legitimate actor. So he looked like he his teeth were in pain. Yeah. <laughs> His teeth were <laughs> fucked up. So he goes in and starts heckling him. So that, And then I told him, I hope he did this, to pull out a knife and threaten the G DJ that he's going to fucking kill oh, him. Oh, yeah. Play my song. And he, he <laughs> play my fucking song. song. I'll fucking kill you. I'll cut you. And he puts the, puts the song on, and then I bust through with my shopping cart into the main room. This is a restaurant. Yes. Dinner theater, <laughs> yeah, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was great because the, the, the bus guy, that, the bus boy, the, the bus <laughs> older guy that worked there, I mean, these people were horrified. They saw me <laughs> He's in through. the building. They were panicked because you never, <laughs> no one... They're like, oh, he'll be gone. Don't worry about him. The police will shovel him up. Now you're in the middle of the room with a grocery <laughs> cart going. Yeah. yeah. And it was Sorry. pretty, it was pretty, it was, it was pretty intense because I was on the street a block away. And so everyone who's kind of shown up has probably seen a spectacle. So it's kind of created a weird, uneasy tension. Yeah. So then, yeah. <laughs> then we, people were upset. Then we snuck in to uh, do the moment. Uh, and then I bust in with a shopping cart. The first, uh, the song started playing. I go to the stage. The guy has his, like, uh, the cards. I slap the cards out of his hand. Yeah. We put, push him down. I take the microphone. And then I did the first verse over the top <laughs> of, I went out in the audience over the top <laughs> on the tables. Yeah. Then I came back. I got my uh, meth pipe out, started smoking that. <laughs> then I went and did the next verse. Somebody in the staff the goes, Doug, you can't do meth in here. And I'm like, it wasn't on the list. They said no fire. Oh, thanks. But it looked like meth. Yeah, well, I had my meth pipe. Yeah. And then I started throwing oranges at the stage at the end. And that was, and everyone went fucking crazy. And that girl proposed. I proposed to her, and she rejected me. And that was the oh, end of the right, show. That's right, that's she right. goes, "No," and walked off. I go, "Oh!" And everyone's just like, "What the fuck? Where's the good. high note on that this?" That was really good. That yeah. was a fun. That was a fun night. And I, Andy Dick was there. Andy and he, Dick was there. He was hammered. He told me it was the most genius thing he's ever seen at the Improv. Yes, it was a little over the top. I think, which is a weird thing to say to somebody who's getting a blowjob from. Yeah, Andy Dick. <laughs> that's I it. I had some run-ins with him. Yeah, he's a he's a, he gets drunk and boy, watch out. Yeah, no, he's a he's a he's a character. So yeah, that was a that was a good night. And I I should I I was planning to do more live performances as different characters and stuff. Uh, we weren't getting a lot of love. It was a lot of work. Yeah. And you know what I mean. If it was in any other city, and we'd done that kind of legwork, we probably would have had a lot more wiggle room and attendance and and just more gratifying it was you know i was trying to show a bunch of cornball people in the city you know they had conditioned the audiences to be to come and see spectacles famous people and stuff yeah. like that they weren't into just this fucking velvet underground art house mania uh it was good and uh good but show. they got it that was they fun. got it people went nuts dude i i went out there's a I police was, car yeah Parked in front of the club, uh, no, in in the courtyard area. Courtyard area. Yep. Yeah, and I was gonna get sex dolls, the blow up ones. Yeah, 
But then um, Robin Williams had just hung himself. I was going to have sex dolls hanging from nooses all around the front of the club, and I passed on that one. Yeah, that was probably, yeah, that would have probably been. Poor Robin. Yeah, terrible. So, yeah, that was a hell of a, that was a good night. That was a, that yeah. was fun. Um, Some time ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. That was great. That was like eight years ago. Something like that, yeah. I was. Yeah. And then I did another, I did a Sam Tripoli show. Yeah, where I, just, I was shows. did like a, I did my transvestite character. That was fun. Yeah, you what was there, the one? Right? Well, I remember we did the show at Loaded, and yeah. you had a girl with a baby. Yeah, yeah. So I had that it, was so, pretty funny. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> didn't you have a baby strapped to you while yeah, you were yeah. rapping? No, no. She had so I had her like because I don't have a band, so I just had her like pretend like she's a DJ. Yeah, my like DJ, but she also had I had her brain like a like a, she had a baby, so we yeah. had this whole thing set up where she's. With the baby carriage, like she's feeding the baby, you know, doing that, and then pretending yeah, like she's yeah, DJ, yeah. and and then I was gonna have two ballroom dancers come and do a whole performance, uh, uh, but I'm kind of glad I didn't because the stage wasn't big enough. Yeah, it was a very tight area, yeah. but honestly, that that dis- that was pretty disturbing. The DJ baby thing, she kept <laughs> moving the baby car yeah, back yeah. and forth like the baby was trying to sleep, and the music was so loud, everyone was out of control. It was fun. That was a good that and that that was good doing that. Uh, I did those. The ball, uh, the song "Balls" and the Good Life. So yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it was. I keep saying, you know, like AIDS in the eighties, blowing up like AIDS, AIDS in the eighties. Yeah, that was my first attempt at writing a hook. That's cool. I'd done several songs, and I re- I, I learned that at some point you got to write a hook. Yeah, a catchy hook. To, yeah, uh, and so yeah, that was it. That was my. You're endeavoring to pop music. Uh, yeah, you have to try to do. You, you have to try to do, understand something with music, right? If you're going to want to listen to it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I have a really terrible, like Justin Bieber-ish song that I'm gonna do. I think for my next music video after this, I'm doing do Silicone Wave, which is happening, folks. It's I'm this next one is gonna be very lovely. Stacy's gonna become a star. Is you shot any of it? No, no, but it's going down. I hope so because, like, the Good Life video—that's a hard follow-up. Yeah, it's hard. Well, I did. Did you see? I did one called Mulletude about my mullet. That's about a guy having a midlife crisis. I saw some ones that you. There was some green screen stuff. I think uh, some time ago. There's always attractive ladies in your videos. Like this last one, there was no one. No ladies. None. It was multitude, multiple versions of myself with okay. a mullet going off. All right. Um, yeah, I don't. We have a, we live in a new age and era, new era now. Mm-hmm. You know, I would. So now I'm just gonna have like an attractive love doll. Is the um, is a progression. That's that's what's happened. That's kind of my style. <laughs> Her breasts are a little big. It's a little ridiculous. It's they're too big, but I, it's gonna work. Like her waistline, video. she looks like. This is Stacy. We're looking at the love doll, and if you yeah. can't, if you're listening to the podcast, so you're like, "What's going on here?" We're on on the pink couch. I just have a bunch of them with their feet nailed to the ceiling, so you could high five them on the way to have a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no. tell me what what's going. Okay, so this lockdown and you mm. haven't really probably been able to perform. I have a friend in Canada. He's been performing nonstop. I've been performing nonstop. Oh, in Canada. Nice. Yeah. 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 So what happened was, is, you know, uh, I'm a green card holder. I don't know if you've heard my Canadian accent pop up in here and there, but, um, I'm, uh, I, you know, I live in the U S for at least six months out of the year. And then I travel to make money, nice. do gigs internationally. So, um, 
I knew that I would have to, you know, be in the States for six months and I wasn't willing to risk my health. The bottom line is that I had healthcare in Canada. Yeah, you don't want to mess that up. I could see the, you know, I lived at Hollywood and Highland there. I lived behind Man's Chinese Theater, across oh, from the Magic Castle. Oh, God. When I saw the Indian family put wood over their 7-Eleven windows, yeah. you know, 7-Eleven and Highland, I yeah. knew it was over. Yeah. I go, that is that means everyone's fucked. Because I was getting food there in the beginning because yeah. Trader Joe's would have the toilet paper line up for 15 blocks. And I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to be in a lineup where someone comes by and just sprays the lineup with a machine gun mm. because I don't know how you guys are going to react to what's coming down the pipe. Yeah, yeah. And um, I didn't want to put myself into unnecessary, uh, arrogantly injure myself yeah. by just Hollywood. I, Hollywood Boulevard's a hotbed for fuckheads and lunatics. Lunatics. Yeah. So wow. I made some early videos of because I think they emptied out the mental hospitals from what I could see. Yeah. They didn't look like drug addicts. These looked well, they like let mentally. a lot of people out of, out of prison that were okay. nonviolent offenders. Okay. It didn't look like that in Hollywood Boulevard, you know, two months in the pandemic. Yeah. It looked like these people really needed some help. They were fucking off. I took a video of this girl. I don't know what had happened to her, but it wasn't good. And she was kicking the metal wall, screaming at something. Mm. about her situation which was just all over the place anyway i decided to go home <laughs> to to my hometown which i hadn't lived in uh in you know almost 30 years oh wow what was that like that was weird because mo if i know who's dead and who's still alive who's fucked and but i made the best of it i bought a bmx as soon as i got there and i decided Look, if I'm going to have to spend the summer in Canada, I'm going to do some Canadian shit. So I yeah. went up north and built log cabins oh, with a nice. friend of mine who I went to high school with um, and fished and stuff. And just things I... Nature-based stuff. You know, yeah, when you're talking yeah. about meditation and clarity yeah. and stuff like that. I knew that if I was so separated enough, I'd settle into something. And, you know, that uh, that life is... Uh, it's It's, oh, you know... When you're so detached from technology and you're dealing with elements and your food and the way you deal with your days are completely foreign from the rat race of Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, it was a nice reset. It came, look at, honestly, I was very relieved when things kind of fell apart. I felt some, some comfort in things kind of slowing down as a whole and people having to, for the first time, maybe in their lives to self-reflect. And have a hard look. Some people didn't make it. You know, some people, it was all consuming and turned them into a suicidal nut. Yeah. You know, and not to mention some people who've never really had interest in drugs or any kind of substance abuse are now are all consumed by it because they, the, the, the machine was the only thing that was keeping them off uh, falling into a rut. And when you don't have that, some people need to be told what to do. Yeah. For their own safety. Well, I think a lot of people lose their identity. They lose their job. They lose... Totally. Uh, they don't know what to do. And, and you know, people like us who weren't really... We weren't staff at Comedy Central. You yeah. know, we didn't have that, that the industry regular paycheck. Yeah. They weren't, you know... 
not like they they we weren't ostracized by it, but the shit we were doing wasn't palatable. So when that fell away, I was business as usual for me. You know what I mean? Uh, the luxury of not having that cunt wife and those Siamese fuck kids, you know? The, the P.T. Barnum circus? Yeah, you don't want those asshole no. family kids. So, you know, it ain't going to be that bad. As long as you have your health and your, your clarity, your mental health, you'll be fine. It's just fucking they'll figure it out. I'm figuring it out. I, I'm talking in circles again because I haven't had eye contact with anybody in a half a year. Um, yes. So when I go back to Canada, yeah. I'm all over the place. Okay, take a deep breath. Now, did you do? Were you doing stand up at all, or no? In Canada, do they have? They have comp. They have laughter in Canada. Yes. Uh, what happened was, is I go back to Canada, and kind of like, you know, is my job a thing anymore? Is it? Will it be a thing? Is it? What? What will it evolve to? I see all these Zoom shows and stuff. And, and like, no, I'm here for a live performance. Me, I want to be able to touch your face with my hand from the stage as I do it. So the um, immediately was, okay, well, we've got the weather of Canada. And um, it's summertime. And um, let's do some park shows. So... I talked some kids into putting on outdoor events and they were having like a thousand people were showing up and they were getting fines and stuff. And um, I sent some links to friends of mine that have big social media followings and they would pay off the fines through tweeting and stuff like that. So uh, all summer we were doing shows. Like um, there's a kid out of Toronto named Ben Bankus and he's been doing all these outdoor shows. So now... Winter's Canada, so he's doing them. I told him, get a bus. Sell the tickets, and you just drive away from the police. <laughs> Are you doing this show on the bus? He's doing shows. The first one's tonight, actually, Friday. Every Friday he's doing a show on the bus in, oh. in Toronto, Canada. So, you know, like, like the... Like what, like a two-story? Like what kind of bus? A regular bus. It's uh, He says it holds 50... The guy says he'll do 25. They can sell 25 tickets on a 50-seater, uh -huh. and they can drink on the bus. Oh, wow. So it's a school bus. So oh, he's wow. got a school bus, and the comedians get picked up at the bus stop and then do their sets and get off. Oh, that's, a, that's great. Yeah. I like that. They just ju they come on, they pick him up, they yeah. do their set. He's 27, and I showed him the TV show The A-Team. Mm -hmm. He's never seen The A-Team. Oh, I wow. go, you're Hannibal. Yeah, oh, wow's right. I send it to him. I go, you're Hannibal now. Nice. Uh, Rebels, Outcast, On the Run from the Law, do do do, Master of Disguise, Moving Around. I go, you are Hannibal now in the A team. So That's it gave him some sort of business model. Yeah. I go, it's a renegade outlaw thing that you're doing, and it's against the law. So change the format. You know, he went from the parks. Now it's like cold. Okay, we don't have to deal with comedians anymore. Uh uh uh. Uh uh uh. I'm still here. So I sprinkle the little seeds on the minions. And um, they do it. That's so good. I'm gonna get a. Uh, I want to get a mobile PA, and I, I want to like I'm out in the world. Yeah, doing. I'm gonna start doing my songs like that. Totally. Chappelle was, you know, always doing that. He'd show up in parks and various Just go. cities and put a PA down. Okay, everyone <laughs> crowd around and do stand up. Wow. That that's the grassroots of it, right? Yeah, Campfire, yeah. caveman shit. So 
uh, now the four the the system it doesn't exist anymore. So this is his Christian Slater pump up the volume, Wild West DIY Black Flag. You know whatever you want to call it. Get in the van. It that's the new business model. <laughs> you know there's no uh, auditions for anything great anymore. You're yeah. it. Yeah, it's so, all do, do it yourself, which is all I've ever been doing anyway. Yeah, because no one fucking yeah. help you. Yeah, you know, no. But uh, that's part of the thing that keeps us going is like it's such a soul, like a very lonely expedition for yeah, a long yeah, time. Doing yeah, you'll pass people on the road, but it's kind of your shovel sh shit. Yeah, you that know? was the one thing when I got I I did stand up long enough, and then I was I got to see what it would be like to live on the road. And I was like, this is no, not. No, you're not. That yeah. wouldn't fly for you. Yeah. You're not going to have it. This is not for me. And I like it. Spinal yeah. tap. You know, I, I mean, thought that was a great idea. I I just, there was, this, I mean, now it makes a lot more sense because there are way more opportunities, but there was the point where I was going to have to travel with my own merch where yeah. I'm like doing a show. Then I'm like, now I'm trying to sell all this stuff yeah. so I can get enough money to get to the next yeah. town. Yeah. You and, knew uh, the, I think probably being around the music industry and stuff to know that. Oh, I'm gonna have to live the life of a band, and I'm gonna have to be the manager, the writer, everything, everything the booking. Just like a street person. Yeah, yeah. Traveling a homeless yeah. person. You're, yeah. That's Dancing what. Dancing for your food. I'm a traveling homeless person. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a hobo. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I love Highway to Heaven. Yeah, Michael Landon. I, I mean, <sighs> you remember his yeah. show after uh, Little House in the Prairie? I know he was, a, a, he was an angel from heaven, and he was and the, traveling. The, around? the former alcoholic guy that shot his wife picks him up on the side, and then they go. I don't think he shot his wife, but I know he. There was an alcoholic thing, and he fucked his dog and got fired from a lumber jar. Lumber that'll, jar. That'll do it. The the lumber. The lumber, lumber jar. Yard. You've been to the lumber jar. The jar that's inside the lumber yard. Yeah. It's like a tip jar, and he lived inside there, and he would do like a dancing <laughs> routine people to get people to help him. Yeah. That's how they got the tips. Oh, I need a stage. Yeah. You did. <laughs> I got a special out and a movie. Uh, my special's yeah, tell not me out. about this. You, you were in I did a, movie. a movie. You sent me a trailer for yeah. it, and it looks great. It looks you're cool. you're in the trailer. Like, this is great. You made not it in the only, trailer. Made it in the movie and the look, trailer. I almost got fired. <laughs> oh, that's great. How did this... What the <laughs> hell was that movie? It looked pretty good. What it's it? good. Yeah. Honestly, look, I'm not in the trailer that much, but I'm all over it. I've got... I think about... Maybe about twenty pages. Oh wow! You play in a lead. feature, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in a big it. Deal. I'm in it. It's, it's a deal. Uh if it was a big deal, I'd have your How number did, blocked. Exactly. But it's not. <laughs> it so we're here. here. I'm certain back at the bottom again. Yeah, yeah. The fringes of <laughs> yeah. So, so how did this come about? So, in uh, you know, I started doing stand up in '96, and then I think uh, fall of that year, I ended up moving to Toronto and figuring out that. Um, that was the, that was the New York, LA of Canada, Toronto, yeah. Vancouver. That was the place to get seen. So I quickly, you know, you know, when you're starting, it's like 10 amateur spots a night, uh, um, a week, you know, every show you're doing open mics all over the city, trying to accumulate yeah, yeah. some stage time, build out a material. And, and then I got promoted to, uh, like, oh, here they call it a paid regular here. You were just. You were a paid comedian. So <clears throat> there was people coming to a handful of people that would, I'd start seeing at the shows that were not, didn't look like fans. I didn't know what industry looked like. 
is what I'm telling you. Because it's Canada. There's no fucking industry. Yeah. So these guys were interested, young filmmakers and, and writers and things. And they're curious. They're, they're looking for things to build out their, their yeah. dreams, too. They need a, a Jason Rouse. Or a, yeah, and all these different things. So my onstage persona was explosive enough to get some curiosity from people. But being Canadian show business, you know, a great idea takes 10 years to actually manifest itself. So... In early 2000s, I did like this one-hour special. It went very well. I ended up winning a, a prestigious award. And um, the the guy that was coming to the shows regularly, I said, I'm doing this TV show. You should come and watch. At the end of the show, I said to him, I go, I think, because I knew he was a f filmmaker, director, legit. And I said, I think we're going to do a horror movie together. I really think, that I, th I feel... That I'm gonna do something in the horror genre, and I think you're gonna direct it. And literally, almost 20 years later, wow. we're on set, and I'm about to get fired. No, 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 no. But one of the actresses did tell me she goes, "If you weren't Jason, which meant a friend of the director's, it's not like I had any, you know, uh, uh, Scorsese clout in Canadian show business. You know, it was just like." You're lucky he feels sorry for you enough to let you work. <laughs> you're, you're, anyway, not an actor. Uh, you know, I'd, periods of my career, I'd studied it, and, and but um, it wasn't something I was aspiring to, but I always loved those iconic, haunting, you know, seven, uh, uh, any horror-based stuff that was kind of like psychologically... And um, I loved, like, heavy acting roles. You know, any Edward Norton. I'm, I'm rambling now. I squirrel <laughs> ran by behind my eyes. Okay, so it's, you're in a horror film. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. You're playing a character. Yeah. You're, uh, I play there, a serial something killer. Something happened. A serial killer. That's great. Yeah, I play a serial killer named Sam who kidnaps an all-girl punk rock band and forces them to kill each other in a kind of... Uh, um, uh, uh, junkyard nice there's a huge junkyard they That's built this great. whole thing i couldn't believe it when i showed up like th it was a real thing i oh. never been around professionals before oh, never nice. mind on union job i got trouble trouble for smoking weed and the union boss had to come down and do a safety thing uh because uh there was lightning and thunder and stuff but i was smoking joints because canada just went full legal for marijuana mm. so i was celebrating i didn't know that people had such a staunchy Thing about the smell of marijuana, oh. yet there was cigarette smoke all over the place. So they got you got busted, you got in trouble for smoking marijuana, and they were. And I left a cup of piss in one of the girls' rooms because I was too nervous to go to the bathroom. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, so I hear a scream because I didn't know that sometimes I figure when you get your little trailer, they, that's your trailer for the whole time, right? It's your apartment. <laughs> and what I didn't know was is they you know how they put your name on the doors. Yeah, yeah. Well, they moved us down one. Uh. So I uh, I didn't want to look. I knew I was under. Uh, I didn't have enough talent, but I didn't want to be late. Yeah. I wasn't going to be a late guy on yeah. set. No. I'd show up early to bomb. Yeah, that's but at least I, w I wasn't yeah. going to be. Where's Jason? I knew that that wasn't that was not going to be cool. So when they called us to set, and I had to take a heavy piss, and there was a lineup. I urinated in a large paper cup. And put it on the shelf, thinking I come back for that later. 
But I was so freaked out by the whole situation. It's a pretty crazy situation being in a film. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. It was uh, to be on set and. And and you've never, this, this is the first time you've ever acted in something? Uh, yeah, I've done some little like, things. Little things. Okay. So, uh, long story short, yes, this is the first real acting So thing. you're probably coming with a little bit of like, what the hell am I doing? Oh, yeah, I'm sitting in the room rubbing my face going, yeah, I'm uh, fucked this thing. <laughs> I'm like, this is my friend. Yeah. He's put a lot of his own money into this. Like, There's, there's a real deliver. risk. Yeah. I got to deliver. Yeah. And, you know... You get 25 pages of dialogue? 25 pages and some of the half pages of stuff. And I'm like, I'm getting line after line after line. Oh, God. Fuck, they're going, cut, uh, face the camera, do this. There's a lot of mechanics of There's this a lot of stuff going Swiss on. watch, yeah, you know, has to work. Yeah. And it's, 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 a real, it's a real craft, you know, and I knew. Well, the one thing that's great being a stand-up is you're able to be in front of a crowd of people and you're able to deliver a line. Yes. So you do have that skill set. So if you take someone that doesn't, at least you can get in front of people and like have some sort of ability to perform, which is a pure way ahead of the game because of that. And you, your acute sensitivities, that's what they made me do line by line by line. Cause they yeah. knew I could deliver a line yeah. and uh, they, they cut a lot of it. Some of it I had a good run in and I'd have a, a utopia a uh, uh, eureka moment, and I'd ha oh, they were like, oh, that's good. Cut. Okay, great. Wow. He's, he's, he, no, no, he still doesn't get his shit together, but we got yeah. that. So it was line by line. So eventually when the editing came to play, it filled it out. They had the magic in there. They were just, there was so much dog shit on top of it because of my lack of experience that the editor was probably like, this is taking 90% longer <laughs> because of this fucking amateur dummy over here, but... I'm well, so glad I did it. It's available on Amazon Canada right now, but I think there's some sort of national thing happening in April. There's some sort of Toronto premiere, but Toronto Film Festival evaporated. You know, was, I was I had gigs in Toronto around that time specifically to be available for anything that might materialize with the Toronto Film Festival, which mm. is a great festival yeah. in a great city. Have you yeah. been to Toronto Film yeah. Festival? Yeah, and that's a film it's festival, cool. but I've been to Toronto. Yeah, a great I city. Did, I did stand-up in a couple places there. Mm. It was like Yuck Yucks. That was yeah, called? of course. I think I, I did a Yuck Yucks type performance yeah. there. What, what year? This would have been 2000. Fuck, I wonder if we crossed paths. Um, 2005 or... So. I moved to England at that time. No. What year are we in? No, I moved here in 2007. So yeah, I was in the, I was in England. I was living in London at the time. I moved from London, England. I lived in London for almost six years, and then I moved to LA. It was like, ugh. I went from like, you know, people really invested in the arts. Yeah. Every turn, the city. You know, you you overshooting something in Europe. You walk around like, wow, they really did some cool shit here. Yeah. And then showing up in Hollywood, which was it was just like, what? This is not, I don't know how I'm going to, what is this? You got you to gotta put your name in a hat? I just did a theater in Johannesburg, and now you got me on a bread line yeah. to do comedy for three minutes. It's pretty brutal. It was, it was brutal, but I'm glad yeah. it's over. Yeah. Woo! Now I can relax with all the, <laughs> fuck. So, okay, the, when's this movie, get, what's the name of it? Spare parts. Spare parts, and it's going to be out on Amazon or something. It's on point. Amazon and CA right now. Okay. .ca. Um, and it will be, there's something supposed to happen. I don't know how these things work, but apparently there's a premiere in Toronto in April, 
and nice. uh, I'm assuming because of that, it's it's a North American uh, release. Cool. So, but yeah, it's good. I'm okay. Actually, I was sitting the alleyway from the Yuck Yucks Club. It's like the green room before you go on. And I remember sitting there about three weeks after the film going, fuck, I think I'm going to fuck this thing. Like, <laughs> I know it was okay, but I wanted it to be great. And then the door opens, the director, he came down to say hi before my show. And he goes, you were good. You're good. And I was so relieved. Anyway, I don't like holding other people's children is what I'm getting at. Yeah, that's not easy. That's not, yeah. not good. So uh, what's next in the world of you're going to move to Texas? Are they doing stand-up shows there? Well, you know, Elon Musk and Joe Rogan have put some flags down in Austin. Yes. And... Because of that, that blue-collar, working-class, Elon Musk is going to have a company mm. that's going to more or less build an audience for me. Yeah. The nine-to-five people that need some sort of escape and don't want to spend all the money to go on a large theater production but want to have a laugh in a bar and hear some dirty jokes. Is not is Joe Rogan going to do a comedy club there? Yeah, he's going to open up a club. Yeah, most right. definitely. That's I'm great. sure he's going to... I think there's an announcement going to be made sometime in... Uh, in January, and you know, uh, a lot of comedian Red Band bought a house there. He's moving in the spring. Uh, Tom Segura and Christine Bizinski are moving your mom's house down there. I think Kill Tony is going to be moving down there. Uh, you know, half a dozen great comics. You know, Chappelle's been hanging around quite a bit in Austin, so there's, there's some stimulation there as far as live performance like building in general. A scene, yeah, a there's a scene. scene. And it's all it's legends and up and comers, which is nice because the the, the fair weathers have all fallen by the wayside. All the people who were kind of half into it and doing a little bit of this and not really focused. And you knew enough to pull out of that thing because you knew what kind of time went into it. Going on the yeah, road, if you're going to be carrying merchandise, yeah, it's a big, it's, it's a haul. That's your life. It's a haul. There's nothing else. You're yeah, gotta, no, you got to go all in. It's not yeah. like you can dabble. There's no dabbling, yeah. and it's very. Um, I did it for like nine years, eight to nine years, mm -hmm. to a point where I saw what it was like to be a feature. I saw, and um, and I came to Los Angeles to be a character actor, just yeah. to be a character in films and stuff. But uh, I have respect for that world. I, when I got sober, it was just difficult hanging out in a, a bar. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, now I'd be fine if I was on some You're show. an adult now. Yeah, I would. If I was making a lot, if I was just going to pick up checks, then yeah, it's not a problem. Mm. But, you know, just living the life on an, on an airplane and traveling. Yeah, and downtime. And dealing with all the... You yeah, know. you've drunk six days a week. You feel like shit. Now you're dredged out. Anyway, that's Well, a, that a works if, you're, if you have a substance abuse problem, stand-up is great. If you can... If you're not... Depends on where you're at in your substance abuse situation. If you're still functioning well, you can make this thing work. Yeah, for a certain time. <laughs> Some people burn out and OD and what have you. They're not the cool ones anyway. Yeah, there's a lot of people I've known that have died terrible of the of uh, substance abuse problems. Talented people. It's getting, it's more mental now, I think, in the last five or six years. I think people, it's not the drug overdoses so much as, like, people committing suicide. Because it's suicides. just terrible. Like, they can't deal yeah. with it. Yeah, and they know that yeah. being a, a, a drunk or a drug addict is not on the table for them. So they just off themselves. I'll be fine though. Which is probably that's a good way to end a podcast. Like it's just people offing themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Suicide 
is on, the answer. Is on not the my rise. answer. No, I'm not doing it. It's too much. That's too much of a commitment. You should come to Texas and eat barbecue sometime. I would like to. I'd like to. I'd like to. I think uh, you're getting a real kick out of Texas. I've been to Austin. I did a travel yeah. show, and I had to. Uh, I've been. To, I've been. I was Austin not that long ago. I've never been. Never been to Texas. I've never been. The whole thing. I'm. Uh, I've been doing my little research and various YouTube travel documentaries yeah. based on Texas, and I'm pretty stoked about. Um, they have. A, they have. A, there's a university there in Austin. It's a college town. Um, I, I guess we have to see what goes with this uh, vaccine world, and if people will be able to do live performance stuff again. Mm-hmm. Or how that's all going to play out. I don't want the vaccine thing. I don't want to have to go under a needle to get on a flight. Yeah, I don't know if it'll be. I think that might be the only way. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but I do appreciate we should do this again. Yeah. In less than a year. Let's do it. You, yeah, you're always welcome. I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm glad that uh, you had me on the show. Yeah. Uh, Suze? Stacy. Stacy. She reminds me. Did Wait, her head just to... move? Did her chin kind of just turn to me a little bit? Yeah, she moves around. She's she's definitely moves subtly. Okay. So do you have social media stuff if you want to tell people that are listening on the podcast. Yeah. You can uh, find me uh, on Catch a Predator this year. This, <laughs> uh, this season? This, uh, Jason Rouse 666, you know, all over the place. Jason, R-O-U-S-E, triple six, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I got a special coming out. Um that I shot in Denmark that I've been sitting on for like two years. Oh, wow. So I have a stand-up special. I think it's going to come out on Christmas, but um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I, got, I got some. I'm behind. And some I, re- I remember when I first met you, Jay Davis showed me your special where you, uh, just for laughs, thank you, get naked, and you go all that the was way in Sweden or Sweden, and you go. I crawled through the audience, the audience naked. naked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it was good. crazy. That was on television, <laughs> and it's on YouTube. If you type in Jason Rouse naked on YouTube, there's a video of me at the end of my performance in this beautiful uh, Yotaleon, I can't remember, a theater in Stockholm. And uh, a year earlier, I'd been cut out of a HBO show called Down and Dirty with Jim Norton and Dice and Jeffries oh, and all wow. that. So I was cut for being too dirty. <laughs> the set's on YouTube, too. So I didn't bomb. But anyway, so I'm in Sweden and they're okay. We're you know we're getting ready to do this, and I'm like, okay. Well, no one's asked, talk to me about what I can and cannot say. There's they and they're looking at me like, I thought you do the comedy and we do like there was no screening. Yeah. So I end up. Uh, you can see this on YouTube. I can't believe my dicks on what's left of it. Oh, Barnacle Bill, as they call it down at the glory hole. Uh, I crawled through the audience naked over beautiful Swedish people with my balls hanging out, telling them I had diarrhea. And painted myself into a corner and just kind of ended the show naked in the audience. Well, a lady tried to flag the police down to get them to come in the restaurant. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did, the, did you know you were going to do that? No. I used to do some kind of crazy shit like that at parties and things uh, years earlier. And when I found out there was no censorship and I said, naked nudity? And they go, do you want to be naked? And I'm like, now I do. You say it like that. And I asked for a wireless mic. And knew that I had a kind of out and more or less what was, I said, look at to the host of the show. I said, I'm going to be there naked. I'm going out to the middle of the audience. And when I get there and I sit down, that's your cue to kind of thank you, good night type of thing. And then they brought the house lights down and then they turned the lights on. I'm just naked in the theater. (laughs) And everyone's like, 
Isn't there a trap door for this guy? Oh it's God. the most awkward. I'm just kind of like, oh. And then the camera pans wide, and you just see this gorgeous theater in Stockholm with this asshole. I had a huge beer guy. I was on the piss. That's great. Fucked up. I look like Uncle Buck. That's perfect. With an albino. But, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> so good. Thank you so much for Thank coming you. over, man. That's fucking great. It was totally great. great. To see you. I'm, uh, I'm hoping we can do some more creative shit together at some point. We will. For awesome. sure. Jason Rouse, check him out. Check me out. Thanks yeah. for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.